Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, we are live on both platforms, on uh, Facebook and on YouTube. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us as usual. Uh, the Lord bless you indeed in the name of Jesus. So we are uh, in the book of Revelation chapter 14. Uh, it's been a, a, a lovely, lovely journey, uh, though quite long. Uh, I think this is about the 15th week we've been on this, uh, yes, it's the beginning of the year. Uh, so we've passed halfway. So uh, those of us that have never missed a session, uh, thank you for that. Those of us that have missed some and catch up, thank you very much as well. Uh, those of us on on uh, on the um, uh, on the podcast section as well, uh, a lot of people can't tune in live and they go back and uh, uh, watch the podcast. Thank you very much for that. So. Uh, let's say a word of prayers as we as we start. Father, we thank you for to, tonight. Thank you for your word that bringeth life. We ask as we go into your word tonight, you will prepare our hearts, Lord, to receive from you. You will make us ready for your coming. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, YouTube is having an issue, so we'll sort that out in a bit. I think we should be almost we'll sort that out in a bit. Facebook, I hope you can hear me. Uh, I'm sure they can hear me. Yeah, YouTube is back. Uh, and I think Facebook is also live. Okay, let's go ahead. Uh, last week we finished um, chapter 13. We talked about the two beasts. Uh, and that that's uh, the last verse of that chapter. Is, is one of the most popular, you know, the most popular uh, topic or verse in the in the book of Revelation. Everybody knows 666. Everybody that knows nothing about about God knows that something, 666, it shares something. <laughs> so we saw the beast out of the earth and the beast out of the sea. We also saw that Antichrist is going to be two people. It's not going to be one person. That's the world ruler or the charismatic ruler a political ruler and uh, his false prophet is uh, going to have a false prophet so uh, what we said last week was we did, we did, they had the, the power of the dragon uh, that's Satan and so with Satan they're going to form like the satanic trinity uh, and uh, one of the things I wanted uh, I made us understand last week as well is that um, it's not about um, 666. It's not about the Antichrist. God is still the ruler at that time. God is still the one, the one um, dishing out the wrath onto the inhabitants of the earth at that time. And we're going to look at that term, inhabitants of the earth. A uh, uh, couple of, of, of chapters. It has been occurring, but it's going to now reoccur more often in the subsequent um uh, chapters we're going to be treating in the book. So let's go. Let's go straight up. Um, okay, let's go straight up and start uh, in chapter fourteen. I just need to also tell us. Uh, it's having uh, YouTube is having serious challenges. Please, I hope you can hear me on YouTube. If it's still, if it still continues, uh, please just go to Facebook 
but our our brethren in Russia, uh, we pray for peace of God in Russia and Ukraine. Our brethren in Russia um, uh, cannot access Facebook, so uh, they have to be on YouTube. So we pray that the peace of God will be upon you. The hand of the Lord will be upon you in Jesus' name. So uh, I hope yeah, YouTube is back now. So let's go. Let's just go ahead. Um, this chapter 14 uh, has uh, a very interesting table of content. We're going to see the lamb and the 144,000. Uh, we're going to see the next. It talks about seven angels. Uh, a lot of people don't know. Uh, I have a couple of commentaries on this chapter. Uh, uh, some miss out on these seven angels. There are actually seven. The first angel uh, is the angel with, with eternal gospel. The second angel is the angel that announces the doom of Babylon. The third angel um, announced the fury of the beasts on worshippers. Uh, that's the, the people that, that served God. And then the fourth angel, or it, it was just a voice, but I want to su suggest it's an angel, uh, talked about the righteous dead. Then the th last three angels, five, six, and seven, they called for the grape harvest. So that's how uh, this chapter is, uh, 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 that's how it goes. So let's go straight to verse 1. Revelation chapter 14, verse 1. And I looked and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion. Okay, Mount Zion here, um, a number of, of schools of thought, some people believe it is a physical Mount Zion in Israel. Others believe that it is allegorical uh because one the um the the, the bible has, the bible has made us to realize that uh, uh the antichrist is going to conquer the the believers the one forty four thousand that were sealed is going to kill them uh so we do, the people have said that they, are, they were dead here they just rose up with jesus some other people said no they were sealed because the bible says the woman and her seed was taken. The woman was taken to the wilderness to be to be catered for for uh, three and a half years, and that was Israel. That was a sealed Israel. So they were not going to be killed. They're going to be like commandos of, of the end time. So they believe that this Mount Zion is a physical uh, Mount Zion in Israel. It's going to be a physical place, uh, whether physical or allegorical. Uh, we can see something. I want really want us to look at. In this verse, let me go ahead. And with him, that's the Lamb stood on Mount Zion, with him a hundred and forty-four thousand, having his father's name written in their foreheads. Now we came across this one forty-four thousand uh, people, uh, one forty-four thousand sealed uh, uh, evangelists in chapter seven, and here in chapter fourteen, exact one forty-four thousand. None is missing. None is missing. When you have the seal of God, it's not this particular seal we're talking about, but we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. That was what we believe. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit. You cannot be missing. Your, your, your gadgets are sealed with the Holy Spirit. Your, 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 your belongings are sealed with the Holy Spirit. Your children are sealed with the Holy Spirit. They cannot be missing. They can, none was missing. None was missing. Uh, and I've talked about... Um, Standing on, on Mount Zion. Okay. So, yes, um, none was missing. Uh, 
uh, uh, with him. And when Jesus was actually going, he he, he made he said this prayer for us uh, about the people that he uh, that the Lord put in his care, uh, that none of them was missing except the son of perdition, and that's how it's going to be. Except the people uh, uh, who are except the people who are who are recalcitrant, who are disobedient, those are the ones that are going to be missing. So, yes, you have the seal of the Holy If you don't have the seal of the Holy Spirit, ask Jesus, give your life to Christ, and He's going to seal you. Then you know that none of, nothing of yours shall be missing. Praise the Lord. So, uh, so whether it is physical Mount Zion or allegorical, uh, let's just look at Zion itself, the physical Zion. We know... Um, David captured it from the Jebusite in 2 Samuel chapter 5. Um, and uh, it's Jerusalem, uh, that's the city of Zion, that's Jerusalem. Um, it's been of or it's been of great focus, it's been of great importance to at least the three Abrahamic religions. Judaism, the Jews believe that I mean Jerusalem is, is, is their holy city. The Christians also believe that that's our holy city. And now look at it. Islam also have a very, very, very significant um, uh, 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 hold on Jerusalem. Uh, and they actually ignored it for about a thousand years uh, until Israel regained it in the 40s. Then uh, Islam all of a sudden be believed that. So that was, they believed that that was where Muhammad uh, ascended to heaven. They believed that uh, that was where he went to heaven. That's the second. So they built a dome close to the. Some people believe it's on the site or the, the the site of Solomon's temple, but others have a, a, a another another point of view that is just around uh, the temple, not on the exact site. Uh, so they believe it was on that spot that Muhammad ascended to heaven and is the second most holy site to Islam. So whether we like it or not. Uh, Jerusalem has been a, 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 a source of concern, a source of uh, a, a focus uh, for both the devil and, and, and God. Uh, and he said in Psalm 2 verse 6, Yet I have set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. That's Psalm 2. Hmm. I mean, time will not permit me, but let me just brief, briefly say this. It's actually a conversation between the Trinity uh, and they were just wondering why people would take up physical arms and want to fight against God. Uh, read Psalm 2 with this, with this uh, 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 concept, with this knowledge, you will see. Uh, it was actually talking about the war of Armageddon. How will people, how would people imagine a vain thing and they take a physical weapon to fight against God? Okay, uh, well, let's look at it. It's, uh, 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 30 Psalms. Of Zion, about I mean, there are several, several psalms. I just listed 30 here. Time will not permit me, but loads of of of, of psalms that talk about Zion. To verse two, and I heard a voice from heaven, as of the, as the voice of many waters, and of the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. Now, maybe because I'm musical, I'm just looking at this sound of many waters voice like thunder and harp what kind of 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 a choir is this what kind of sound is, is coming out of of heaven thunder 
no, imagine thunder, then the rushing of water mixed with harp. What kind of melody? Like, do you understand? <laughs> I hope musical people are, are, are on this live and they can, they can just be a witness. Okay, um, verse 3. And the song as if it were a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the 144,000 which were redeemed. Okay, uh, why? Uh, I'm, I'm of the opinion that um, they, they, they went through the tribulation as, 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 as commandos, as evangelists of the end time. So it is just them that could sing this song. We remember that we would have been caught up with the Lord in rapture, would have been with the Lord in the air for seven, seven years or three and a half years, depending on your school of thought. We've said that at the beginning. Uh, why that exists, I've said that at the beginning. But yes, uh, depending on, on your school of thought. Uh, so it is not, it, this is not us. A number of people uh, mistakenly say, uh, will sing the song of redemption. No, this is not us. This is the 144,000 that were sealed in chapter 7. Okay, so now, you now describe them. And uh, look, let's look at this description. Verse 4. These are they which were not defiled with women, for they were, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the, the Lamb, whithersoever with he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruit unto God and to the Lamb. Okay, so let's look at the uh, virgins. Uh, they didn't defile themselves with women. I've actually literally heard preachers say that uh, uh, these were people that didn't, maybe at this tribulation time, they didn't marry. And these are now. Uh, it is not. Uh, uh, it is not. It's not masculine or feminine, uh, because there are going to be women among them. So, and they didn't define themselves with women. Does that mean that uh, <laughs> they were expected to be defining themselves with women as women? So, no. It is actually figurative. Uh, it is not. Um, it's not literal at all. Uh, you remember that in the Old Testament, Ezekiel 16, to be precise. Uh, the Bible, God, uh, uh, God compares uh, idolatry with fornication, with spiritual fornication. Uh, when Osea was was asked to go and marry a prostitute, uh, and the prostitute will keep going after other men, in order for God to show Israel what they were doing to him by following other gods. So, yeah. Uh, fornication, prostitution is an is an spiritual allegory allegory for idolatry, and then we know that um, the church is presented to Christ as a chaste virgin. So uh, we should know it's not this is not uh, uh, literal of a man sleeping with a woman or getting married. Some some in the old church um, have also. Interpreted this to mean that uh, they should not marry, Jesus will soon come, and things like that. No, this is 100%. Uh, 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 this is not literal, it is uh, allegorical, it is figurative. Verse 5 And in their mouth was found no girl, for they are without fault before the throne of God. 6 And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven having the everlasting gospel to preach 
unto them that dwelleth on the earth, and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. Okay, so this this everlasting gospel is going to be preached by an angel. No longer, you know, it's different. The gospel we are preaching is different from this gospel the Bible was talking about. Uh, so it's going to preach this indestructible gospel will be preached by an indestructible being, an angel. Now remember that the two the two witnesses in the book of Revelation were destroyed at the end. I mean, they were conquered, they were overcome at the end. The Bible says they were overcome uh, uh, at the end of the at the end of the, uh, at the end of their message at the end of. But this particular uh, uh, angel, this gospel at this time is an everlasting one. And what is it going to? And so the people that are running away from gospel now, those of us who go on evangelism, people tell you to shut up, get out of here. They will hear. Look at it, verse five. I mean, verse six again. They will hear by fire by force. He is going to preach an everlasting gospel unto them that dwell on the earth, the inhabitants of the earth. Uh, these are the people that are left behind. That's the phrase the Bible has been using for them. To every nation, kindred, and tongue, and people, they will hear this gospel by force. And what is the gospel? Saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him. It's a war of worship. Fear God, give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment is come. So, one more time. Even though they've missed rapture, even though they've missed, uh, they've accepted the mark of the beast, God is still trying to warn them to stretch his mercies to the, to the end. Fear God, give him the glory. Look at it. Like, to follow God, to serve God, is easy. It, it's got not, I mean, it doesn't demand so much from us. Give him glory, fear God, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven and earth and sea and fountain of waters. Worship him. And look at, let's look at the emphasis and, or, or the reason why this angel is asking them to worship God. It's emphasizing on creation. Him that made heaven and earth and sea and fountain of waters. So his emphasis, his emphasis is on God the creator. And this is supposed to be the foundation of our consciousness about God. This is supposed to be the re, as in the fact that we know God. This is, this is what should make us appreciate the fact that God exists. But these days, it seems the more we know these things, the more we are seeing uh, God do some things, the more we, the more we 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 run away from the more uh, uh, the woke generation or the wokeness in us runs away from from <coughs> from the reality that God is the Creator. If I, if you look at nature alone, just look at creation alone, nature alone should make us accept that God exists. Praise the Lord. Okay, so there are several Gospels, in, I mean, there are several words or times the Bible uh, referred to that word Gospel. Uh, uh, Paul talked about false Gospels. Gabriel also announced, announced the birth of John the Baptist was a Gospel in Luke. Angelic host to the shepherds brought Gospel. 
news about spiritual growth to the Thessalonians church. That's by uh, Paul. The seventh angel uh, in Revelation chapter 10, talking about the mystery of, of, uh, mystery of God will be finished. And then preaching, preaching of the kingdom is actually also gospel. So, uh, although in Christian in, in the Christian palace, when we use the word gospel, we just think is this preaching of the kingdom? No, uh, is one of the gospels. Yes, preaching of the kingdom. Several other gospels in the in the scripture, and of course, Paul talked about false gospels. Okay, and talking about God the Creator, uh, uh, I think it's it's in our day and time this generation that this arrogance of anti-god <clears throat> is, is really kicking in especially in science and the fathers of science the the more they looked into science the more they looked they they, they discovered things the more they feel they are filled with awe about this this intelligent uh, being uh, 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 that is in charge of of, of creation. Uh, Johann Johannes Kepler uh, is is one of the scientists. He said divine mathematician called us talking about the creator. He's talking about the creator. He's a scientist, a divine mathematician whose mind could be discovered in the precise mechanics of the universe. So these guys studied the universe. They know that they should. There's someone. There's a mathematician. That is his is intelligence is so far above us. Look at Isaac Newton. So Isaac Newton, he said, divine presence who sets the universe in motion. This most beautiful system of the sun, planet, and comets could only proceed from the counsel and dominion of the intelligent and powerful being. So these are scientists looking at science and coming to a realization that there is an intelligence behind this thing this thing didn't just all of a sudden by themselves uh, started happening it's not possible so uh let's just let's go ahead verse eight uh still have a long way to go and there followed another angel saying babylon is falling is falling that great city because she made all nations drink of the wrath of her fornication Okay, because a chapter, two chapters actually is going to talk about Babylon. Babylon as a city and Babylon as a system. So let's just leave Babylon for now. We'll talk about it in the next chapter and the following chapter. Now, he's now saying is falling, is falling. Jeremiah 51, 6 to 9 also say, say the same thing. Uh, why repeat, why do that repetition? Jesus also uses repetition. Verily, verily, I say unto you. Now, uh, like, I, like I repeatedly say, Bible is the best thing to use to interpret the Bible. So it means uh, it's a confirmation or it's something that will surely happen. Uh, Genesis 41-32, talking about the time Joseph was, uh, was interpreting the dream of Pharaoh. And Joseph said, uh, okay, let me read. And for that, the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice. It is because the thing is established by God and God will shortly bring it to pass so it shows that um uh, that it is established by god uh, praise the lord 
Verse 9, And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. Okay, now, anybody that receives the mark of the beast at this time has lost hope of eternal life forever. That's what the angel is saying, forever. Now, look at their punishment. They will be sent to hell. That's why they will uh, be tormented with fire and brimstone. Where? In the presence of the holy angels, not in the presence of demons, and in the presence of the Lamb. So demon, demons are not the ones ruling hell. God is going to be the one punishing devil, Satan, and his followers in hell. Verse 13, But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the... Okay, uh, no, uh, verse... Uh, yes, yes, I need to, to look at that. Um, uh, uh, that was what... Um, uh, uh, that was what Matthew was saying in Matthew chapter 24, verse 13 and 14. But it is that shall endure unto the end, uh, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. So um, let's just go ahead. I don't want to really explain that. We've talked with we've dealt with chapter 24 of Matthew. Revelation chapter 14, verse 11. Then the smoke of their torment ascended up, to, ascended up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receives his mark is everlasting doom forever. Okay, here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write. Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Lord, that they may rest from their labors, and in their works do, and their works do follow them. Now, uh, watch this in that verse thirteen. Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from now on, from this point forward. So, which means people are still going to have the opportunity to be saved in the end time. But they, so, blessed that's what they are saying, so that they don't just think that they lost it forever but it's not going to be easy okay uh verse 14 revelations 14 14 and i looked and behold a white cloud and upon the cloud one sat like unto the son of man having on his head a golden crown and his hand a sharp sickle okay yes this will we'll dwell here uh then we'll close from here almost just five more verses and another angel came out of the temple, crying, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the on the cloud, thrust thy sickle and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So let's look at this. So who is this? Of course, you know this is Jesus because the term son of man was used, uh, that's to show his, his humanity side. This is a human uh, being. So... And Jesus was 100% man, 100% God. Now, uh, a very interesting instrument now popped up, sickle. 
Sequel occurred 12 times in the scriptures, seven times in this particular section of the of, of Revelation, and four of those seven times in this chapter alone. So uh this is a sequel chapter. So he said, Reap, bring out your sequel, trust it on the onto the earth, and reap for the harvest is ripe. Now it's a misinterpretation. Ripe here is uh is is actually overripe, like uh rotten. You know, uh, Yoruba has a better word for that. Uh, English is so limited. So Yoruba will, will, will say, uh, okay, don't let me say it because my, my viewers may not understand Yoruba. Not all my viewers understand Yoruba. So it's overripe. Uh, that's, what the, that's what the Bible means here. Like it's getting rotten. So let's look at the cloud. Who sat on the cloud? Uh, the cloud, uh, that's the Shekinah. Uh, in the Old Testament, we know it followed them in the wilderness. Uh, Shekinah brought the cloud, also brought uh, manna. It was in the giving of the, of the law and uh, twice. You know, the law was given twice. Uh, Moses received it when the cloud covered the temple with the Shekinah. Uh, it also covered the tabernacle, rested on the tabernacle. hovers around the mercy seat. When the 70 elders were chosen, the cloud also came. Uh, Solomon's temple, after the dedication of Solomon's temple, he filled the, the temple that the priest couldn't minister. And then in Ezekiel, the cloud, uh, Ezekiel reports that the cloud has uh, uh, left Jerusalem, uh, departs uh, Israel actually. Uh, Ezekiel 9 3, 10 4, so, uh, then 18 and 19, then chapter 11, 22 and 23 of Ezekiel talks about. Um, uh, the Shekinah departing Israel. And in the New Testament, uh, the Shekinah as a cloud of the glory overshadowed, overshadows Mary, uh, flocks of shepherds at the when they, when they went to announce the gospel that we talked about, the the, the birth of Jesus, at transfiguration, at the ascension, uh, the cloud is also going to come in, 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 in rapture and also in the in the return uh, this one we are reading now in the return of the of the son of man so the cloud is is like the shekinah is the holy spirit uh we are still with the holy spirit uh, we can see that verse 16 revelations uh, 14 16 and he that sat on the cloud thrust his sickle onto the earth and the earth was reaped and another angel came out of the temple which is in heaven and also having a sharp sickle this is this is sweet and another angel uh, came out of the altar, which had power over fire, and cried with a loud cry to him that had a sharp sickle, saying, Thrust thy sickle, thrust thy sharp sickle, and gather the, the clusters of the vine of the earth, for our grapes are fully ripe. Remember, ripe here means overripe, rotten, unke. That's the meaning uh, in, in Yoruba. Uh, and the angel thrust a sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it onto the great winepress of the wrath of God. So this is a grape harvest, not a wheat harvest. Grape harvest. Just watch on. Uh, okay, let me let's cross reference with um, Jeremiah. Sorry, let me check what time is. Jeremiah twenty-five verse thirty. Okay, we're well, good with time actually. Jeremiah thirty-five. 25:30 Jeremiah chapter 25 verse 30 Therefore prophesy thou against 
them all these words and say unto them the lord shall roar from on high and utter his voice from his holy habitation he shall mightily roar upon his habitation he shall give a shout and they and they that thread the grapes against all the inhabitants of the earth so confirmation that this is going to happen uh, in the old testament but i will explain what this means now let's just read verse 20 i think that's the last verse and the wine press was trodden without the city and blood came out of the wine press even unto the horse bridles by the space of a thousand six hundred furlongs now not all of us are horse uh horse riders or we do we play polo or have a form of horse racing so i'm going to read that place in a contemporary version so that uh we we understand what kjb is trying to tell us then uh, and it's it's very instructive uh, I, I must say it is that's, that's the last verse so we're gonna we're gonna take uh, uh dwell dwell on it a little bit so uh let me read nlt yes the grapes were trampled the grapes were trampled in a wine press outside the city and blood flowed out of the press rising as high as horses bridle for a distance of 1,600 stadia. Stadium, as long as stadium put together in 1,600 places, that's about 300 kilometers or 350 kilometers long. And it's as high as the chin, about four feet. Yes, about four feet or five feet. The, the bridle of a horse. That's how thick the blood is and it, it flows for about 350 kilometers. That is the judgment of Christ on those who are left behind. The Antichrist is not going to be. They are not going to be because uh, people say because people will not be able to buy or sell. Uh, so the Antichrist will do this. Uh, the Antichrist will make them hungry. Da, da, da. That will be the least of the problem of whoever is left behind. Not being able to buy or sell will be the the very least of their challenges. I can tell you that one for free. Because this is what is going to happen to those who are left behind. Let's read. Let's let's confirm a few uh, cross reference a few. Uh, Isaiah chapter sixty three. Isaiah chapter sixty three. I'm going to start from verse one. About five verses of Isaiah sixty three. Who is this that cometh from Edom? He's talking about the Messiah when he comes to rule, not when he's coming to die, when he comes to reign. Who is this that cometh from Edom with dyed garments from Bozra? That this that is glorious in his apparel, traveling in greatness of his strength. I speak in righteousness. I that speak in righteousness, mighty to save. Wherefore art thou red in thy apparel, and thy garments like him that treaded in a wine fat? In other words, how come your clothes is drenched in red? Now he's, he's speaking, the Messiah is speaking. I have trodden the wine press alone 
that's another thing. Let me just hold that. I know a number of people have preached and some artists have drawn that when Jesus is returning to the earth, he comes with us and maybe we're going to fight the war of Armageddon together. But I don't think Jesus Jesus needs us or the angels. He can, he can handle this alone. He can, like, he can, he can handle all of them. God, they let them go for the confidence. So he said, I handled, I have trodden the winepress alone. And of the people, there was none with me. For I will tread them in my anger and trample them in my fury. And their blood shall be sprinkled upon my garment. And I will stain all my raiment. For the day of vengeance is in my heart. And the year of my redeemed is come. So this is Jesus. And this is going to be the blood of his enemies. Verse 5. Isaiah 63 verse 5. And I looked... And there was none to help. And I wondered that there was none to uphold. Therefore, mine own arm brought salvation unto me. And my fury, it upheld me. And, and I will tread down the people in my anger. And make them drunk in my fury. And I will bring down their strength to the earth. So, this, uh, Isaiah chapter 3 is just talking about uh, what will happen in Revelation chapter uh, chapter 14 that we just read. Uh, so, it's going to be a very, very, very uh, the, the wrath of God. You know, we can't even, we can't even begin to imagine the wrath of God. We can't even begin to imagine it. We don't want to, we don't want to ex explain, you don't want to be around for this. You don't want to experience this. And the Lord will make us, will help us to make rapture in Jesus' name. So, uh, as we wrap up, table of content again, the Lamb uh, on Zion and the 144,000 commandos. And then the seven angels, we've talked about the seven angels. Okay. So, throughout the Bible, we can, we can also see that um, uh, God is a gracious God. I've always said this, and I can't, I can't overemphasize it enough, that God had always been gracious all through the Bible. He had always been gracious. He has always been a gracious God. Um, uh, so grace didn't start in the old in the New Testament, uh, both in the Old Testament, New Testament, even after rapture. Uh, so God always pour out His love and grace freely for whoever will accept accept it. If someone is listening to me today, God's grace and love is poured out freely to you. So. Um, and God has, God has, the Bible has recorded extremes that God has gone in order to make this available to us. And what has been our, the response of human race? No, I don't want to love God. People have responded that they just want to do things their own way. So, uh, a, a God that has given that so much and people are throwing back his love uh, at him. He has three options. He can keep quiet, indulge it, and allow it to go on forever. Just keep quiet. Uh, and there's a school of thought like this, that God just created the earth and just left it then. But that's not Christianity, no. So, uh, option number two, he can force man to be a robot. But that will defeat the purpose of we loving God by ourselves. We won't be able to love him back because he has designed us uh, to just love him. Uh, or to just obey him. Number three is for him to withdraw himself. Uh, and we can't imagine uh, what it means for God to withdraw himself. 
uh, when God withdraws Himself, uh, yeah, well, there are two types of death. You know, this, the the physical separation of the soul uh, from the body, but the spiritual death is where God withdraws Himself. Separation of the soul from the Spirit of God Himself. We cannot imagine how that feels. Spiritual death, separation of the soul from the Spirit of God Himself. Jude 1 12, Revelations 2 11, 20, Revelations 26, Revelations 26 and 14, then Revelations 21 verse 8 talks about the spiritual death. So, ultimately, it is we ourselves who choose whether God will judge us. We are the one that will decide either to accept or refuse His grace, love, and forgiveness. And we are the one that will choose everlasting life or everlasting death okay let me just quickly make this analogy i had this conversation with a couple of people uh some people a couple of uh, weeks ago about soul spirit uh now if i take a memory a flash drive for instance um there are flash drive now that are, <laughs> i want to about 500 gig let me say a 500 gig flash drive and i put it on the scale Maybe it's weighing just for instance five grams. If I take that flash drive and load the whole one terabyte with one terabyte worth of information, and I put that same flash drive on a scale, it will still weigh the same five grams. What am I saying? Software has no mass. Softwares have no mass. It is hardware that has masses. The real you, the real me, is not this hardware. It's the program inside, it's the software. I can't, you can't see me, I can't see you. The real me, the man, what is man? That man in me is a software. So, uh, and meaning the real you, the real me, has no time dimension. It doesn't, it's not bound by this time, uh, by this dimension actually. And we are eternal, guys. Man is eternal. Maybe I think we've have we treated soteriology before on this on this study. But uh, maybe if you treat it, you understand that man is eternal. Either either we spend eternity with Christ or spend eternity in hell. Whether you like it or not, you are eternal. You will live forever. But where you're going to live forever is your choice. Uh, do we have questions? Uh, before we wrap up, please next week if you can read chapters 15 and 16 uh, before next week teaching. And also, uh, I really want to appeal to everyone under the under the option of my voice. Make sure that you are sure of your own destiny. We can't be. We could have treated these 15 weeks of revelation, and you're still in doubt. If um, if the trumpet sounds today, that you go. So make sure of your own destiny. God bless you. Do we have questions? Before we go ahead and pray. Yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time. Thank you for your grace. I pray, Lord, that you will make us ready. Come, come, my shade, me, Lord, 
Lord, we pray that you will take us home. Make us worthy of rapture in the name of Jesus. We don't want to experience any of these things we are treating, any of these things we are talking about. Make us rapturable, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. If you have questions, you can reach out to me uh, across social media at Tolu Thank you very much.